You are about to hear unscripted accounts of what it's like to be a 911 dispatcher. Some conversations, okay, most conversations, will contain adult things and listener discretion is advised. The verbiage we share are our thoughts, views, and opinions, our reality every day we put on our headsets. We'll make you laugh, we'll make you cry, and I guarantee we'll make you say, wait, what? Welcome to our minds. 911, what's the address of your emergency? Hey, Becky. Hi, Stacy. So we have a special treat today. Becky and her family decided to go on a spontaneous camping trip to social distance. So yay for them. So we have Becky on location. (laughs) So you rode your four-wheeler for how far today did you tell me? We did a 40-mile ride. Holy moly. And this was not, like, flat terrain or anything. It was big-ass mountainous <laughs> shale, sand, all of it. Right. Is your whole body just vibrating still? Yeah. And I'm mildly concerned I might lose my right eye. Oh. I mean, it feels okay now, but, like, it's better. It's still pretty dreadful but it's better than it was for sure i'm glad you brought that up because what we want to talk about today is hey summer fun here we are right becky and her family are out riding their four-wheelers and they they get all packed they get prepared but becky forgets her goggles yes they were in the trailer and i only had the clear goggles in my four-wheeler bag so I was like, well, shit, just going to wear my sunglasses. And, <laughs> I mean, sunglasses don't seal up like, you know, goggles that suck to your head. So that was that was a major fail. Well, I love so, you, and I hope you're not blinded to one eye. No, you know, I'm just Quasimodo, like, no big. Sorry. Yeah, what do you do? So let sure. me tell you about my day today. Oh. I had, like, it is so beautiful. Like, the weather's taking a turn, and... I, I had to do the the work shift earlier today, <laughs> so, you know, there was that, but I pull into the parking lot, and I'm getting out of my car, and I'm like, you know, I truly am blessed. Like, there's a couple officers in the parking lot in their cars doing their thing. I start walking up to the building. The bay doors are all open. You know, all the fire apparatuses are inside. There's just jam and music blaring out of the fire department they're having a good day (laughs) and i'm just like i am just blessed to work where i work it is it's a nice treat every now and then and then by the end of the day (laughs) geez i cannot wait to go home today the world is blowing up people get a little sunshine they lose their minds It's seriously, the warmer it gets, the crazier people get. You think it'd be the opposite. Like, they'd be super happy and, you know, nobody beating their asses. And, well, no, to be fair, they've been caged animals and now they, true. they got to go outside. But this isn't like a new phenomenon, though. Like, aside from the Rona quarantine activity, it's, wow, that is a big-ass fire. Sorry, I've locked myself in the truck. That way... I can have, like, total silence. Oh, smart. (laughs) So we thought we would come up here and, you know, there'd be maybe one or two people. And we're still, like, 
super, super spread out. We're not, you know, anything like that. But there is, it is like, I don't know, opening weekend of the dunes or something. But mm. it's, it's bad. But there is this giant ass fire right next to this trailer that I can see in the distance. And it is mildly concerning to tell you the truth. But I mean, it's by some sagebrush. It, I mean, the sagebrush might actually be on fire now that I'm trying to look at it with a good eye. You best be keeping an eye on that. You might have (laughs) to pull out real fast. (laughs) What's the trailer up for going? (laughs) Seriously. We're going to talk about fire in a little bit, but um, Becky is on location, and actually I kind of am too. Like, I'm at home in my office with our equipment, just doing this from my house. So because of that, I'm going to tell you a little backstory. Uh, we used to try to record this at my house, but we discovered that it was just a little more noise than we were willing to deal with. <laughs> but you might get the pleasure of hearing the dogs bark, which kind of explains oh. the ending to our the podcast. Puppy. Yeah. Yes. Because That's they used, they were our goodbye. <laughs> so we just kept that, but maybe now it'll make sense because I'm sure those little hooligans going to come running around barking outside the office door at some point during our little podcast tonight. Well, it makes life exciting and it keeps it real. True that. This might end up being also what we're going to um, coin as a micropod. Because depending on how much we have to talk about about the outdoor activities today, it might be a little bit shorter than usual. But hey, here we are. We wanted to spend some time with you. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna make it work. So okay. summer fun. I've decided that I love summer fun. Like I love being outdoors, even if it's just sitting by the fire pit at home. I mean that's what I mean. I hate sitting inside. It sure. kills me all winter long. Like I struggle so bad in the winter because you are just in the house nonstop. It's cold. You can't go outside even if you want to. Like the only time I go outside in the winter is to go to work, the grocery store. Or to plow the driveway. Like, that's that's it. I don't, I don't venture outside. I'm not built for cold weather. Fair enough. But summer fun can also be dangerous. Case in point, my eye. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I'm going to ride that wave for, like, at least three days. So, <laughs> be prepared. <laughs> well, and you'll, you'll figure out how to do it again tomorrow, I have no doubt. <laughs> I know, I'm how am I going to do my job with one eye? <laughs> my death perception is terrible. Well, luckily you'll be training, so your training will have to yeah, she be looking can, more at the screens. She can muster. I'm just going to sit there and nod, pretend I know what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, really quick before I forget, because I have almost every single podcast, because I don't know why. I get distracted easily. Um, we want you to share your stories. People won't want to listen to just about our lives. So if you have a 911 story, if you're a firefighter, you have a story, an officer, anything, a doctor, a nurse, I don't care what you do for a living. If you have a fun story that you think people might want to hear, please email us at oliverfreebush at 911podcast.net. Yes, we love stories. Stories of all kinds. Okay, and your job now, Becky, and I, I didn't brief you on this, you have Uh-oh. to share that at the end of every podcast. <laughs> so get ready. Prep yourself. 
I'm glad you brought up fires, though, because as, as I was thinking about this, one of the calls that I remember that really sticks with me, and it just happened actually last summer, I had a call from a father who was out having a fun evening, much as you and your clan, and he called to tell me that his 18-month-old had fallen in the campfire. And I just thought, oh my heck, I don't know what I would do as a parent. And luckily they grabbed him quick and he didn't have as severe burns as you may have thought in an instance like that. But man, make sure if you have little people with you that you have a barrier around that fire, that someone always has their eyes on that little guy or gal, because that is just scary. That's terrifying. I know for us, when my munchkin was smaller, I mean, even now, he's eight and a half, and we still stay away from it. Don't touch right. it. Right. Right. And kids move so fast, so fast. And we were luckily able to get help there pretty quick. And let me tell you why. Let's go back to know where you are. Yes. <laughs> he knew the name of his campsite. Out. He knew he was able to to tell me exactly where he was and so that's always so scary to me because you always I mean let's face it a lot of people go camping they're just out having fun they've got a big group of friends they're drinking and fire and sometimes water's involved and you just you don't I mean I'm currently enjoying an adult beverage myself but as am I I'm <laughs> sitting in, I'm sitting safely and there's no keys in the vehicle just so we're clear. Good Don't for you. Drive like no way. It's just for noise canceling purposes because there are a million people out here that all have their dirt bikes and quads and everything going and it'd be so noisy otherwise even in the trailer I feel like it would just echo and be way too noisy. So, however, are. should a law enforcement officer pull up to you, I'd like you to to try to convince him that you're recording a podcast and that's why you're in a vehicle with an adult beverage. Ma'am, why are you sitting in there with an open container? Well, what happened was... <laughs> sell it, Becky, sell it. I mean, I'm pretty charming. I feel like I could. I, I get pulled over regularly because mommy likes to go fast. She speeds a lot. <laughs> so, sometimes I get pulled over on the freeway to the place of business. And thankfully, it's always in our jurisdiction. So, the gracious highway patrol. You'd get out of it regardless. I mean, I am pretty charming. Let's be honest. It's true. It's very, <laughs> it's very, very true. So, along with the campfires, I don't know exactly where you are or if you are. Well, let me back up a little bit before I go into that. Okay, so let's play Dispatcher for a second. You're recording your podcast, and your husband and your son just took off for a night ride. They call you and tell you they're having an emergency. Becky, what are your what are they wearing? What are they wearing? I know exactly what they're wearing. The husband is wearing a blue shirt, some gym shorts, and a hat and sunglasses on his head. <laughs> for some reason, because we need that. Because right? it looks cool. Yeah, right, because we're trying to channel our inner Guy Fieri. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and 
And my son has on a Batman shirt and some track pants and a blue camo jacket. Well done. And where are they headed? They are. So there's this little bowl area. I can see him from where I'm at. But they have this, like, we're up on a ridge, so we can see the whole, like, it's kind of like a sunken bowl. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, And actually, that's kind of one of the reasons why we choose this place, because you can see, like, the entire valley, pretty much. Okay. And... It has cell service, obviously. They have a landing pad for a helicopter, like a spot that they have mapped out. They Smart. land on it all the time because they do, like, motocross races. Okay. Um, so you just tell them where you're at, like, in the general area. And I don't I don't know. Well, see, that's Specifically, very, find very <laughs> well done. I mean, I'm sure there's a name for it, which we're not going to, you know, say the mm-hmm. name. But um, this is the, the point of that. This is the lesson here, people. When you're on something like this, or kind of every day of your life even, I don't care if it, it, it can be helpful. Take a picture of yourself and or your children if you're taking off somewhere and tell someone where you're going. Often I'll wake up because, you know, as we've discussed, we work graveyards. And my spouse will be deciding to go on a hike in the morning. And I'll wake up to a note saying what kind of clothing responders should be looking for. And the planned hike for the day. Which is a super good idea. Yeah. I love, love to go hiking. And I do the exact same thing. I always make sure that I text someone, tell them exactly where I parked, what trailhead I started on, my destination, and what time I should be back. Yep. Little things, people, that make a huge difference. It does. And you also need to be prepared. Failing to plan is planning to fail. And I probably over-prep. Like, when I go hiking, I have, like, a little... It's like a tactical backpack, so it's not huge, but I have a knife in there. I have one of those cool towels, you know, that you can soak and like right, put around yeah. your neck. I love those. I have bottles of water. I have three extra bottles of water. I have bug spray. I have sunscreen. I have a fire starting kit. I don't know. Like maybe I think I'm going to get stranded and have to start a fire and cook some. I, I don't know. It's perfect. Um, and I also take my gun because not necessarily because I think someone's going to like do something to me, but just because I don't know what kind of animal I'm going to encounter out there. If I need to protect myself, I want to know that I have it. I have a concealed carry permit. I know how to use it. It's safe. It's fine. Nobody panic. But I have, and then I have, you know, like I carry my hydro flask with me in my hand. I make sure my cell phone battery is charged. I have a solar phone charger and cord in my bag. Extra hair ties, like a little light jacket. (laughs) This is all genius. It's pretty, like, and I just leave it in there. And if I use anything, I restock it. But I leave it, and it's just sitting on top of my closet so I can grab and go. I don't even have to, you know, worry about forgetting something or just grab the bag and go. I love that. And I leave my location on. I actually text our, one of our supervisors um, one time. She was asking me a question, and I text her, and I'm like, I might die. Send help. So she's like, drop me a pin. Oh. <laughs> so I only my location on just in case. That's smart. It was, it was a strenuous hike. I was by myself. And I usually don't go out by myself. But every now and then when the mood strikes, 
But there are sometimes on a hike where you lose cell service. I mean, I've gone on plenty of yeah. hikes, and at some point, you you go out of range or you go in a rocky enough area that you're not getting a signal. So having someone know where you were headed is so important. Oh yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I think part of it's the job that's made me this way. But I always do that, too. Like, before my kid goes anywhere, if he's going even to a friend's house to play, not not right now, nobody panic, it's not during the Rona epidemic, but usually, mm-hmm. I always take, like, a mental note of what he's wearing, what he, you know, because that is the scary reality. God willing, nothing ever happens, but if I have to call for help, I want to know that I give them the best information I possibly can. Right to give them the best chance of finding my child or finding my husband or finding even myself if I'm, you know, lost or in trouble somewhere. Sure. Well, let me tell you a story. I I remember a call of a hiker who was not prepared. Mm. And it was a day very much like today where you wake up and it is almost 70 degrees outside, which is beautiful for us people because when you've been living in 30 degrees for as long as you can remember when it's 70 Uh summer's on and so this individual a young man woke up saw the beautifulness outside threw on a tank top some shorts set up for a hike well when you get to the top of the mountain it's a completely different temperature than it is down in the valley right oh yeah and breathing sure and time goes by a lot faster than you think it does so it's late afternoon turning into evening and the sun's setting as he's coming down and he starts to realize how cold and ridiculously hungry and needs some water and how unprepared he was for this adventure so we have to figure out where he is how far up are you start sending help up there and they have to hike to him right yeah so unless you're somewhere where we can have a helicopter somehow rescue you out of there which is not an inexpensive way to go but you're sitting up there long enough for them to to get up to you so by the end of our phone call i was seriously pretty convinced that this kid was turning hypothermic and I was wondering if I was going to lose him you know is he going to pass out is he going to die Becky because it's not the first time I've listened to someone die on the phone right so luckily they did get to him they were able to get him out but be prepared for heaven's sake tie if it's if it's beautiful in the morning tie a jacket around your Oh, yeah. Waste for later in the day. Something. Take yeah. a little backpack with you. Take whatever. Take some beef jerky. I always put, like, protein bars in my bag. Something that's, you know, kind of stable, that'll last, that's not got to be refrigerated, obviously, things like that. And, and the terrain is so much different when you come down at night. So mm-hmm. if you start late in the day, have a flashlight. Have a headlamp. A lot of people don't think about things like this they're like oh I'm going up a trail no big deal it's and it's not yeah. the rain that washes down that the snowpack that melts all winter long it creates like gullies and things in there and oh man you step in that and you twist your ankle and you can't hike down 
and where we live, we obviously have a lot of wildlife right. in the mountainous areas, and that can get scary. When does wildlife come out? In the middle of the night. Right. And a lot of helicopters won't fly if it's certain conditions. If it's too windy, if it's dark, if it's a certain area, they won't hoist at night. Right. So you're screwed. You have to wait for the responders to hike up to you, and they're hiking that same terrain in the dark, hauling gear up there, you know, a medic bag. Like, it takes a while. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. And how far you are and where you're at. And they do. It, it takes quite a bit, all the equipment that they're carrying up there. And I don't know if you've ever had this call, Becky, but I know I've had it more than once. Um, well, a couple different calls, actually. First of all, know your fitness level. Yes. Know what you are capable of. Because, as Becky was saying, some of these hikes are not easy. And the farther up you go, they don't get any easier. No. But, <laughs> you know, along with that, just know your general capability. I have had, we have had to rescue out people who were, I'm not even going to say too old. Because I'm up there in age. And I, I go do hikes and just fine. But maybe people who weren't as as or didn't know what they were getting themselves into it just takes a second to twist an ankle to twist a knee and you're down and someone's coming to carry you out but the ones that kill me and this is the call that I've taken more than once that I'm just like wait what are these young kids kids in their teens in their early 20s who get up there and they start heading down and they're just like I'm just tired Yes. I don't I don't I want had to one last summer and I'm like, Are you shitting me? I'm just you tired. Are too tired to walk downhill. <laughs> so you're gonna have what? Hold you, on. You want like, a whole search and rescue you. team to I'm gonna come up there and I'm gonna beat your ass myself. I, are you serious? I know. It's so fat like it, I, seriously, when I took the call last summer for this exact thing, I was like, sorry, excuse me, what? Are you injured? Do you, do you have like a lung condition? I know. No. I've been hiking all day and I'm just tired. Bitch, what? What? Yeah, so you want so you want probably middle-aged men because this is what a lot of the search and rescue teams are made up of, right? Yeah. To hike up there with all their gear and a gurney to carry you down. To haul and and the gurney, that's a generous term. Yeah. What it is, is a Stokes basket. Yes. It is like a basket that you would go to a restaurant and get some chicken tenders and fries <laughs> in, but person size. And they have to haul that with your ass in it all the way down this mountain. Yeah, so let me tell you what's not going to happen. <laughs> that. <laughs> Suck it up, Betty. I can get seriously. Yeah. I'm too tired. I've been I have all day. no words. Uh, and I've, I was baffled when this person called. I'm like, do, do you feel like, you know, you have symptoms of heat exhaustion? Like, I'm trying to make sense of this in my mind. Right. Like, are you going to pass out? Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I'm like a senior citizen now. That Whatever. I'm Stop it. Okay. So Stop <laughs> my AARP card is in the mail. I'm certain of it. But I was just like, I hike my ass up that trail after a 12-hour graveyard shift. Right. And you're like, oh, I'm halfway down and I'm too tired. I gotta, I'm going to pay this $3,500 for you to come and hoist me down. What? 
I just, I don't get it. No, but I get it because I, I was the same with you with just the questions trying to get at, okay, is this right? a medical condition? No, and it's but just flat out, I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm, just, I'm entitled and I'm lazy. I want someone yes. to carry me down. No, princess, you should have downloaded one of the many free apps that will tell you the trail rating, the terrain, even has satellite pictures of this thing so you yeah. can see it firsthand. And it has reviews from all walks of life, fitness levels, ages, abilities, whatever, to review it. Why? I don't. It goes into the whole society's just getting helpless and entitled thing that we were talking about before. Because help you. Yeah, no. (laughs) So let's talk about the water. Um, I was going to talk about water before, but we'll um, let's start with water on hikes because you're going to pass creeks, all kinds of stuff. Here, as I'm sure with most places that have mountains, part of the reason you go on the hike is to see the amazing waterfall oh, yeah. at the top, right? Yes, that is So my many beautiful hike. waterfalls here. So many. Yes. But let me tell you what you don't do. And again, I'm going to pick on the young people because I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. In my experience, it's you. I don't know anyone my age or even Rebecca's age that would do this. Do not think, oh, I'm so cool, I'm going to climb up above the waterfall. Don't do it. Because you know what that rock is up there? Wet and slick as shit. Mm -hmm. So many calls of kids who their, their friend fell, their friend fell. They're severely injured, their pelvis is broken, or more likely they're dead. Yep, we had one. Think this stuff through. Three summers ago from this very, I know it's the waterfall that you're talking about, that you're referring to, the one that I hike frequently when Mm -hmm. I go hiking, and that's exactly what they did. And that hike is no joke. Right. That is no joke. Getting up to that waterfall is ridiculous. I know you've done it, and you know what I'm talking about, that cracky It's beautiful, yeah. It's gorgeous, and it's absolutely worth it, but by God, it is treacherous. You have to be paying attention to every step you make because it's so easy to slip. And not only are the rocks slick, they're sharp. And that water is freezing cold. Even if it's 107 degrees outside, that shit is ice. Right. And it's running fast. And if you're plopped down face first in this, you're it's disorienting. And it's so our responders hike that what it takes, I don't know, like an hour and a half. Yeah. To get all the way to the top, the tippy top. They were up there. I swear it was like, I think they cut that time in half, hauling their gear in the dark, hauling ass up there to get to this kid. And unfortunately, he didn't survive. But. And it's tragic. It is so it sad. Is. It's so, so tragic. Sad. It's not just him that suffers, it's the people that witness it, it's the responders, it's yeah. his family. It's. Yeah. It's a big ripple effect, and it could have easily been avoided. You guys just think. I mean, at the at the pressure that that water's coming down brings me to what I wanted to say about water in general. Please teach your kids about rushing water. Just like your story, yes. Becky, of the, the little guy who fell in and the river just carried him off. That stuff is running so fast and so kids fast. don't understand that they don't and it doesn't matter if you have a flotation it. device a kayak a tube i don't know how many calls we take all summer because we have two major rivers in our jurisdiction and 
not to mention, you know, the multiple lakes and things like that, but those rivers are always running so high mm-hmm. and so fast, especially like the, you know, the first part of summer when it's super warm and everyone's just dying to get outside and go do fun things. And there's a lot of companies that do um, like tubing rentals and stuff. Right. And they'll go at one of the access points to the river and just dump you in, you know, no big deal. But if you have no idea what you're doing, like... I, it's just even if you have a life jacket it's not a guarantee that's not going to save you you need to be aware you need to be smart and you need to be prepared i had um a couple of summers ago a call from a teenage girl she and her sister and some friends had been out doing just that tubing down the river and um they fell in she was able to get to shore but her sister was grasping onto this branch just I remember holding that. on for dear life do you remember it yeah, and water rescue yeah, had to come out yep. and, yeah. and so again the hardest part is determining especially with a teenager where, yeah, where on the river at, are, are you, you? Yep. so I'm you looking at yeah so I'm looking at my map I'm getting the best location I can from her cell phone of where she is but that was a very difficult call trying to keep her calm and just talk to her and have her reassuring her sister and telling her sister don't let go you can do this don't let go and this whole time until they get there I'm on the phone thinking holy crap we can't lose her we can't lose her yep shit there goes the police put down your drink put down your drink not They're towards like your people. The, no, I don't think so. I'm mm. pretty sure if I have to guess, it's this big ass fire. Oh, yeah. The one that, <laughs> the one that might take out your campground. <laughs> yeah, the one that's gonna, and this isn't like, so I use the term campground loosely. Like, this is just wide open, like, people just squat. Oh, I don't know. It looks like they're stopping someone. Maybe. There's like a side-by-side side or something over there. Okay, I'm totally mm. nosy. Shit. <laughs> it's part of our nature, let's be honest. It's, it's true. I, I hate being not in the loop. Like, I can't... I don't know anybody out here in this jurisdiction. You know what's know funny? You know somebody. I remember seeing... I remember seeing one time that... that um, you know you're a dispatcher when you see uh, lights and sirens going down the street and you don't think what's going on. You think who's going... Yes, that's exactly what it is. Who's going? And if it's not in my jurisdiction, who do I know? Yeah. That I can just shoot a text to or call and get some sort of information. Yeah, and find out what's this about. Yeah. Seriously. So funny. There's something wrong with us. But but she back to that story. Um, someone did get her um, out. Luckily, an off-duty officer was actually going by in his patrol vehicle heard the traffic on the radio and he was the closest one and he actually is the one who got there and was able to pull her out and then the fire department was right behind him and she's safe and all ended well but those things can totally go a different way oh yeah very easily and these so i don't know what other people's department calls it but we call it swift water rescue and we're fortunate that our search and rescue and EMS and police have, you know, come together and made a map for us, for them. And it's super beneficial. The access points 
how they've labeled it with numbers and letters mm-hmm. depending on what river it is right and it, it helps so much when you're looking at that map to see like okay they're right here by point n so they know exactly where to go to where they're going it's not well i went in at this end of the river but you know that was two hours ago so now i'm 14 miles this way and the current and this and the you know the what is it the cf whatever they figure like the flow rate and Mm -hmm. it just it's so i don't know it takes a while to get that stuff mobilized not a while but i mean when you're clinging to this log in the middle of this raging river literally for your life Mm -hmm. it's a minute seems like an eternity yeah and that's why parents is so important you know when your kids take off for the yeah if you're gonna let them go just find out okay where are you headed and time when you should expect to hear from them and if you don't call because you know what i would rather start sending all the help we can that way and 10 minutes later they show up in camp than for you to wait an hour and then call and say we expected them an hour ago because now we've lost some time some very valuable time so please please just call for help but um also with summer coming not even that kind of water but any water please don't leave kids unattended around water they can drown in the shallowest little backyard kitty swimming pool just as quickly we've had calls of kids that have drowned in a five gallon bucket yes it's literally anywhere parents had it out like washing the car weren't paying attention and it was a little little like barely walking little and it's beyond tragic like it's just you know if you have a canal behind your house or something like that just pay attention I know kids are so fast and they get away from you and I've done it we all get complacent as a parent you know you're just trying to get something done and they're always fine until they're not and it's scary it can get so scary so fast yeah but so have fun just plan ahead be prepared yes and most importantly know where you are yes be like becky i cannot stress this enough know where you are i'm gonna get me a bumper sticker that says be like becky (laughs) be like becky (laughs) we're gonna start a movement (laughs) listen folks don't be like me today because i am an absolute shit show But bring your goggles. Be like Becky, but bring your goggles. Bring your goggles. It was so, oh my gosh. I mean, I'm going to try and convince you and your spouse to come with us next time. We'll have to plan a day. But we had, so, okay. So it's, it's family, like close family friends. We've all been sharing the same cooties for years. So we're breaking the law and not really, I mean, we were social distancing because we were all super apart and we are not in the same trailer and they just came down for the day. But there was eight machines in our party. We had two side-by-sides and six four-wheelers. And one of the four-wheelers broke down. (laughs) Probably like 10 miles from camp, 10, 15 miles from camp. But this is like uphill, sand, like it was ridiculous. And thankfully we had a tow rope. My husband had to tow them back. And it stresses me out. You know? (laughs) Things like that happen. (laughs) Fun also requires a little stress. It does. Every I, once in I a while. I think I'm just like a naturally like, I don't want to say a panicky person, but I just, I don't know. It, it was stressing me out. It was it was hot. The whole eye thing. I told you I was going to yeah. that wave. 
I and hope you wake up okay with that eye. Oh, it's gonna be pretty. Like I should send you a picture. It's pretty. You should. It's it's angry. It's very red and angry, and this mud or this dirt mix because it's not even. They're so it's so dry out here, so it's so dusty. Just dust everywhere. Like we were all probably a hundred yards apart on each machine, and then there were people out here on bicycles. Oh, bicycles. Not like those special like trail bikes with like those big fat tires. No. Were they getting very far? They were going super slow. But they were like some Tour de France style like skinny little tired bikes and going down these monster hills and this guy just looked terrified. And I mean, listen, it can't be that comfortable. Like I watched his male counterpart like get beat to death on this bike going down this hill and I just thought holy shit dude you're doing this for fun just come over here and I'll kick you in the balls like that would be (laughs) (laughs) we're just gonna pretend like it's some kind of specialized training I don't know for what like you're gonna go work at Guantanamo Bay and they want you to know how it feels to be tortured I don't know know. these athletes do some crazy stuff I don't know it was so like and we were all pulled over like just you know cooling the machines down and taking a break and having some water and I'm just like what what in the sound hell is this okay I know you pretty well and I'm surprised that you didn't yell, what in the Sam hell? <laughs> no, actually. You can't you sit can't with us. <laughs> you can't sit with us. You can't sit with us. <laughs> no, he actually came by and he's like, fucking A, bro. And I'm like, fucking me. Like, oh. <laughs> they're not there tomorrow there's a little more peace in your day without their presence I seriously uh, that ride like killed me I was like I'm, I'm tapping out this was this is a lot and like it was some sketchy terrain and there was this one hill that everybody like you had to put it in four wheel drive and throttle it and stand up on your four wheeler to keep this thing on the ground and lean forward to counterbalance it was so steep wow it's like what where are we and why are we doing this here's what you need to know I won't do that kind of stuff so no if I'm gonna go with you you need to plan a little more level little yeah we'll we'll just take you out on the flat and it'll be it'll be totally fine okay you'll really like it and it'll be totally fine fair enough we aren't gonna do anything dangerous or crazy we'll we'll Uh. break you in slow Oh my god, turn the light bar off. My husband is coming up behind me and my four-wheeler, they're on mine because mine has a giant light bar across the front because we have a snow plow for it. So it's set up so that it will go over the plow so you can plow in the dark if you need to. Beautiful. And every mirror in the truck is being hit. I have no doubt of that. (laughs) And your bad eye and your alcoholic beverage isn't helping. (laughs) My crazy moto eye. (laughs) I'm so looking forward to calling you that. What I'm really looking forward to, and if you could record this for me, I'd appreciate it, 
is when you go to see the optometrist. (laughs) (laughs) And I tell him. And his opinion of your eye. Am I going to be able to keep my eye? (laughs) I I foresee a lecture in your near future. Yes, 100%. And usually I'm so much better about this, but I was terrible today. Like, I didn't bring my helmet. It was in the trailer, but I didn't wear my helmet. I know. I didn't have my helmet on. I didn't have my goggles. Phil, Becky, Phil. And the trifecta. I was wearing flip-flops. <laughs> oh. Everything you never do, I did today. So, when I say today, I am an absolute shit show, I mean it okay. 100%. Now I'm going to have to reprint my bumper <laughs> sticker to say, don't be like Becky. Don't be like Becky. Just don't. Like, today was... I don't know. It was a fail, but I lived through it. I came back. I showered. I washed out my eye. And with some visine in it, and it seems to be on the mend, but I mean, I don't know. We'll, well, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Message me in the morning and let me know. <laughs> hey, really if quick before. Oh, you better. You can't do that alone. I'll be there. I'll okay. You know I will. Really quickly before I tell you about shit I can't make up. What okay. What's our email address? It is Oliver. Freebush at 911podcast.net. And what do we want people to send? We want you to send us all your stories, your crazy ones, your funny ones, even your sad ones. We're more than willing to listen. If you need someone to listen, if you think it's funny, if you think it's, you know, like kind of cool, kind of neat, whatever, something, you know, that you want to share with someone that, you know, is in your profession and gets it, absolutely. Send them on over. Let's do it. So, let me tell you, you just can't make this shit up. I remember telling you, oh my gosh, I remember telling you a story like this that I found on the internet not that long ago, and just last week, it happened to me. (laughs) There I am, innocently trying to dispatch a call of a party, like a, a disturbance at a party. And, uh, you know, loud music, blah, 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 people in the street, yada, 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 yada. And then one of the males is defecating in the complainant's yard. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) So let me just make it clear for all men of the world. Yes, the world is your urinal. And there are many times that I am very jealous of that. But it's just a urinal. (laughs) There there are certain places where you're allowed to defecate, period. And they all flush. They flush or you dig a hole in the ground. That is is right. (laughs) I was just like, are you even kidding me? So, of course, one of the officers on the other end of the radio, what does he say? I can't even imagine. I'm sorry. I know what I would say. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Oh, really? You heard me the first time. So, I enunciated the second time, of course. <laughs> One of the mills is defecating. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. Don't do that. It's never okay. It's not even cute when you're two. 
<laughs> don't Definitely not do that. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Sadly, this yeah. is not the first call. No, but. it's not. But it's the first time it ever happened to me. <laughs> oh, We've had gracious. a lot of you can't make this shit up moments this week, I feel like. Yeah, we really have. It's been a, like, it's been a wild week. Comes. I don't, it's like we have three full moons this week, and yeah. it was just insane. A little bit I of crazy following them, a little bit of more crazy. Oh, my gosh. It's, yeah, it's it's been a week. Like, I earned my paycheck this week for sure. And a bonus, from what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, Thursday night was... It was an overtime shift, and I'm pretty sure there's a rule that that everything I touched turned to shit. Oh. And if it wasn't me, it was our good friend that starts with a D sitting right next to me, and his channel went Yeah, I to heard shit. from him today. That spilled over to my channel yeah. and turned mine into pure shit. He's and a sharer, yeah. if nothing else. Sharing is caring, but not in this instance. Right. Keep it on your own channel, because... I came to work to crochet and watch some shows. <laughs> oh, so you know funny. what I didn't do? Yeah, either of those things. Shows. Either of those things. Not in the summer for sure. No. I'm sorry. <sighs> well, hopefully tomorrow night will be a better night for you. Oh, never mind. You have a trainee. Sorry to bring Fingers that up. Crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, about the time I get my hook up. Um, or I get it out, I'll wave over to you so you can live vicariously through me. Now watch, I just jinxed myself so bad. I'm going to have a night from hell. Uh, it's going to be a nightmare for you. Alright, give your people hugs. You guys I have will. fun and be safe. Yes, and I will be back tomorrow to the workplace for more fun and adventure at 2200. Sure. Alright. All you guys out there, take care of each other. Bye, everybody. Bye, kids.